You're listening to Athleisure Kitchen, where you'll get the inside scoop with those in the culinary world from celebrity chefs, food personalities, restaurateurs, and more. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith of Athleisure Mag, so set an extra plate as we chat all things culinary. On today's episode of Athleisure Kitchen, I catch up with founder of Charm City Cakes and Food Network host and judge, Duff Goldman. A favorite of Athleisure Mag, and in the November issue number 71, we talk about him hosting No Kid Hungry's Thanksgiving Bake-A-Thon, which took place this month. Viewers were able to watch Duff, as well as noted bakers and celebrities, create holiday dishes and answer questions that enthusiasts have when creating their own works of art. We explore why he is so passionate about working with No Kid Hungry and how he has been involved with them for well over a decade. We also talked about the Holiday Baking Championship and how important it is for him to provide feedback to contestants while also taking people through the culinary journey of enjoying a bite of your favorite treats. I promise you will never look at your Reese's Cup in the same way. We also talk about three items that bakers should be gifted or gift themselves, upcoming projects, being a new father, and he shares one of our favorite features that our readers enjoy in Athleisure Mag's issue, Nine List Routines. The last time we talked with you, you were preparing to do Chef Cycle with No Kids Hungry, and you were talking about how you were preparing for that. Why is partnering with No Kid Hungry so important to you? We all kind of like look at the world and we see problems and a lot of times it can be frustrating because, you know, generally, on, on you know, on, by and large, people are good. Mm-hmm. People want to help. People want to do things. And most of the problems that you see, you know, on, on the news and whatever, it, it's like you have no idea how to help. You're just so like, it's just you feel so helpless because like mm-hmm. I would like to make a difference and I can't. And I think that when like just as individuals were presented with opportunities where we could actually truly make a real difference Mm -hmm. and we know it then it just it feels so good to be doing something on the 13th you're going to be doing the thanksgiving bake-a-thon um which seems like it's so much fun can you tell us more about this event because i know it's live streamed and it's going on for four hours yeah it's uh definitely more uh more up my alley than riding a bicycle for 300 miles Probably. Um, you know, doing a bunch of baking and telling jokes and making people laugh. That mm-hmm. I'm good at. Riding a bike, not so much. And so uh, what we're going to do is we have, I think, like eight different bakers. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing like a half hour demo and, you know, showing, uh, showing, kind of showing their stuff. Um, and throughout the whole night, uh, I'm going to be emceeing and making a Dutch apple pie. Mm. Are there going to be future things that we should keep an eye on that you'll be doing with them? You know, whether it's directly in this holiday season or even like early next year? Uh, I am constantly doing stuff in No Kid Hungry. Yeah. A lot of chefs work with them because one of the cool things about No Kid Hungry is that like you can really kind of see like where they're operating. Mm-hmm. And when I first started working with No Kid Hungry, um, we, I was in Baltimore still am like my, my shop is still there mm-hmm. um, and uh, I got to go to a school where No mm-hmm. Kid Hunger was providing breakfast for all the kids Wow! and I got to like hang out and we all had breakfast together with all the kids like right in downtown Baltimore wow. and then we got to we like we were all in the gym together we like ate and then we played a bunch of games and I was like this is actually like 
this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm seeing the benefits of milk and hunger right here, right in front of me in my community. And I just like, you know, for me, that was so big. And I think that, you know, it's big with a lot of chefs because uh, they, they, where you, wherever you are, chances are milk and hunger has done some work. Yeah. And it's just great. It's great. And so, yeah, like I will definitely be doing lots more with them. I've been working with milk and hungry since uh, 2006, maybe. Wow. Yeah, a long time. That's a long time. You know, during the thick of the pandemic, and I'm sure you were the same as well, a number of people, we were baking and doing hobbies and all these kinds of things because who knew that what we thought might be a couple weeks inside turned into more. And one of the things we enjoyed watching was your YouTube channel for um, Charm City Cakes where the team was actually sharing their creations. How important was it for you to be able to provide that type of relief to people, whether they were bakers themselves or we're just looking for escapism? Um, you know, honestly, for me, it was more, uh, I mean, it was great, right? You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it was really good, but it was really more for my staff. Mm. You know? I was like, listen, you guys, like, you know, I, I don't want to let anybody go. Yeah. So, uh, you know, instead of just closing up shop and hoping that one day we'll start making cakes again, um, let's figure out different ways to get to work. And so oh. everybody started making videos and like, you know, we had, like I was doing stuff, all the other guys were doing stuff and it really like turned into a really fun thing and it was kind of a win-win-win I mean like you know everybody at home got to see cool cakes mm-hmm. um, I got to keep my staff employed and everybody got better you know wow. everybody was like trying new things because a lot of times in, in decorated cakes you know like you, you tend to see a lot of the same thing over and mm-hmm. over again. and here it's like everybody got to kind of stretch their wings a little bit really show what they were made of and that's just pretty good that's pretty exciting well one of the yeah. things you know that I enjoy is that you are just so busy on so many sides but when you're just looking at the TV shows that you do you know you have uh, what you do with Buddy and then you also have the Spring Baking Championship the Holiday Baking Championship that's you know for this time of year and it's always fun to hear you not only see you enjoying you know eating the cakes but also giving your feedback with bakers and then competing when, when those elements are happening what does it mean to you to be able to show your love of baking and pushing the boundaries of creativity through all of these shows that you're a part of I had to make peace with it funnily mm. enough like you know when I was um, you know like like doing more like you know when I was when they were filming Ace of Cakes like I was just in my shop doing mm-hmm. what I do here like you know I had to sort of like figure out like okay what do I do I eat brownies and I tell people what I think <laughs> But then, like, I, I really had to kind of, like, you know, figure out, like, what like, what was my motivation? Mm-hmm. And one thing is I really love it when people, like, understand something on a deeper level than they did before. Mm-hmm. Everybody's had a brownie. But when you can, like, break it down into, like, the different components that... Like, like when I can break down a brownie into the different things that I look for, Rick, when I talk about like the, the texture of the brownie and I talk about like, you know, when you bite into the brownie and you get that just that first like kind of crispy level right on top, mm-hmm. but then, you know, you, you, your teeth kind of sink in and then it kind of goes moosh. And then like <laughs> the layer on the bottom usually has a little bit of butter on it that's kind of like percolated out and you kind of get that butter flavor from the bottom and then a little bit of salt. You know, when you can wow. start like sort of explaining 
training mm-hmm. how you taste food as a chef, I think that helps people. You know, everybody can you know take a bite of a brownie, be like, mm, that's a good brownie. Mm-hmm. When you can really stop and think about why that's a good brownie, I just feel like there's a deeper appreciation that could happen. And you know, for me, just getting people to like really appreciate the difference between like a brownie that you bought at Starbucks that was mm-hmm. baked last week and was you know frozen for a couple of days versus a brownie that was fresh that you know people really thought about that you know the, the ratio of like chocolate to flour and you know you got like the right texture and mm-hmm. flavor you know all those things um you know it just like for me that really uh it, it makes me feel good because i'm like i'm educating people on what a good brownie is right i'm also propping up the people that are making good brownies and hopefully getting people to seek them out you know and yeah. not just don't just buy the brownie from the gas station you know? <laughs> don't, like don't you don't want that brownie that brownie's no good you want the brownie that somebody made you know yeah. like in their kitchen and thought about it and like they're proud of you know and uh that's good that, that makes me feel good well just the way you broke it down um because i love brownies yes but the way you said it literally my my glands just salivated just thinking about it <laughs> and you took me through this like 30 second journey where i was like well he is right there are levels to that it's not just oh it's crunchy on top and the gooey chocolate like you literally took me on a journey where i'm like yeah he's right yeah <laughs> right i mean because that's the thing i mean you know like when you like when you take a bite of like a reese's peanut butter cup mm-hmm. right and like you you bite into it and it's like at first it's like you're you're like your canine teeth kind of hit the, the <laughs> thick part of the chocolate where it's like a little bit thicker and so it'll go snap Mm-hmm. But your front teeth, your top front teeth kind of go through the top and it sort of goes into the peanut butter. And then before your bottom teeth get in there, your tongue is actually hitting the bottom of the Reese's peanut butter cup. And it is the chocolate is always so thin right there that mm-hmm. it has like just a little more give. So it's a different texture than the top. And then when you bite into it and you know that one piece of chocolate goes snap, but because the edges are serrated, right? kind of you know that zigzag yep. the edges that part kind of like pokes up in your lip for a second and it gives you like this little sharp and just that first bite of a Reese's peanut butter cup I like I love it but when you break down that for people yep everybody's had that experience but nobody's really articulated it once Once again articulated (laughs) yeah it really kind of helps people like understand how to think about the food they're eating and you know what they're making and i think it makes people better cooks and better chefs because what people try to do then is be like okay let me think about you know what is my favorite thing like god there's this burger that i got Mm -hmm. and i love the burger why do i love that burger and then they'll start really thinking about all the little things oh well they buttered the bun Mm. and salted it and then toasted it in a pan so the inside of the bun kind of has the texture of the outside of the grilled cheese Mm. yeah and like you know you start you go through like all everything that mm-hmm. like makes that burger and next time that person makes a burger they're going to make it exactly the way they want it because they're actually thinking about all those little tiny details that's truly what makes a good chef being able to articulate mm-hmm. things that you like in a bite that other people will appreciate they don't have to like like your your customers they don't have to think about the food mm-hmm. like you're thinking about it right and right. I don't think that it's necessary for everybody to think about every little the minutia of everything they eat but to be able to 
to craft something and give somebody else an experience that you yourself have had and enjoyed, that is what makes a good shot. Wow. And you translate that so well. And be, once again, you chose Reese Cups, which is like my favorite. You know, I don't really eat a lot of candy, but I love a Reese Cup. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's Delicious. so tasty. So with the Holiday Baking Championship, what can we expect from this season? And what are you excited about? You know, one of the things that I love about Holiday Baking Championship is that we film it in the summertime. And yeah. I basically, like, I love all those flavors. Cinnamon, nutmeg clove, allspice, you know, eggnog, all those things. I love it. And get, I basically get like two Christmas baking seasons uh, every year and I just love it. That's you know, pretty awesome. I, it's, like, it's really great. But yeah, this it, this is a really good one. It's, um, uh, all the bakers are fantastic. Uh, we have some really good, uh, there's some re- some really good um, challenges and uh, like I, I feel like Nancy and I just like reached a new level in our relationship where we were mm. Bickering at each other. <laughs> One of the fun things is um, Nancy and my daughter mm. like formed a special bond. Like Aww. we brought, we were filming in Knoxville, and we, we brought her out there, and like Josephine and Nancy just immediately connected. It was really, really beautiful. So they'll probably show a little bit of that, hopefully, because it was really cute. Well, that's exciting. And as someone, you know, you've hosted and judged so many shows. Is there ever an ingredient that when you hear a contestant wants to use it, that you're kind of like, oh, that's a bit of a red flag because that's going to be doubtful and a disaster. Do you ever find that? Are you always like, oh, they want to do that? That's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I always keep an open mind. You know what I mean? Like, I I try not to sort of like, um, you know, let my personal prejudice kind of like, you know, mess things up. Like, for example, I'm not a huge fan of raspberries and chocolate. Mm. I think it's overplayed. I don't, I think that a lot of times with raspberries are relatively acidic and dark chocolate is also relatively acidic. Yeah. So a lot of times I find that the combination of chocolate and raspberries is just a little too sour. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just me. Right. Uh, you know, every time, like when somebody makes it, um, you know, I try to, you know, I taste it and say, okay, is it balanced? Is it well done? You know what I mean? I'm, it's not that, mm-hmm. oh, I don't like these flavors, so you don't win. Yeah. It's like, you know, did you, did you do something cool with it? Well, with it being the holiday season, season, um, what are three gifts that you suggest that whether we are buying it for ourselves or for a fellow baker, that they should have in their kitchens for baking? Oh. That's right. <laughs> um, I would say if you if you don't want to spend a little bit of money, get mm-hmm. a KitchenAid stand mixer. Mm. Just, I mean, night and day. It's just night and day. You're baking, you, you do so much more of it. Uh, so yeah, I would say KitchenAid stand mixer, definitely a scale, a mm. digital scale that can weigh out in ounces and grams is always really good and you know if you uh like like i would say probably uh like if somebody is really doing a lot of baking mm-hmm. uh, a bench scraper mm. not something that a lot of people have in their kitchens at home but i think everybody would find they're very useful um especially wow. when you're cleaning up they're great for mm. cleaning up it's just like this you know nice blade on a handle that you can just you know scrape on your counter and it gets all that dried stuff just comes right up and then you can wipe it down just makes cleaning up so much easier wow those are definitely some good ideas you know um, now that you are a dad um, how has it been for you going through this phase and do you find that you look at food in a 
new way as Josephine is being introduced to new food? Yes and no. I mean, like I like just being a chef and just being a student of food. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like you know pretty well versed in sort of like you know proteins and carbs and fats and you know good fats and bad fats and you know good carbs and bad carbs. Right. You know what I mean, like <laughs> it's like I'm definitely thinking about it more. Like I don't. I'm not giving her skittles and soda. Mm-hmm. So you know that's good. Um, but uh, you know, the, for the most part, I think what's really good is that um, I just love cooking for her. Yeah. And like I like made like you know I I did an old school uh, puree where instead of like you know steaming stuff and putting it in a blender, mm-hmm. I steamed some carrots and some sweet potatoes. Wow. And I ran them through a tammy. Mm-hmm. You know, did it like old school like French style. Mm-hmm. And it was nice because there was still a little bit of texture, and she seemed to really enjoy it. <laughs> Well, that's um, awesome. Yeah, we're going to start uh, just to actually today. We're going to start. Uh, we're going to make her a spinach and a pear smoothie. Ooh. Kind of exciting. We're going to like put some yogurt in there. And that. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. She's going to eat well. Well, yeah, <laughs> of course. Bad. When she goes to college, she's going to be like, oh, man. <laughs> I've had a good my whole uh, Pretty uh, much. <laughs> well, looking at just the portfolio and the body of work in your career from obviously the number of shows that you've been on, um, your partnership with Gold Belly, your, your stores that you have, your bakeries, also your philanthropic efforts with, you know, No Kid Hungry. What do you want your legacy to be seen as? That's a good question. I think, um, you know, hopefully, if anything, um, you know, I think what makes me the happiest is seeing that uh, I've inspired people to get in touch with their creative side, not mm-hmm. necessarily in baking, mm-hmm. but just in anything. Wow. You know, and like I've inspired people to like quit their jobs and start businesses, and, you know, showing people that like they can like there are career paths out there that aren't, you know, aren't sitting at a desk. Yep. You know, that there's some cool stuff out there. And I think one of them, one of the things I was most proud of with Ace of Cakes was that, you know, a lot of kids, like, you know, they sort of look at adults and it's just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Adult looks like it's not fun at all, <laughs> and uh, you know for the most part they're right. Yeah, I was about to say pretty much. To, like look at Ace of Cakes, and they were like, "Well, these are adults, yep, and they seem to be having a great time." Yeah, <laughs> and I think like for me, like that feels really good. Like I, you know, I I like that. I, like if I met my like seven mm-hmm. year old deaf, I'd be like, "Wow, that dude's pretty cool." You know what I mean? Wow, like, yeah. You know that makes me feel good, and I think that that. That's like a good just measure in general, like, you know, as you're sort of like going through life and, you know, going through different stages and making decisions. I think it's always important to ask yourself, like, what would your would your seven year old self be disappointed in right now? Mm. Or would your seven year old self be like, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I, I turn out pretty cool. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, yeah. You know, like sometimes when you see like, I don't know, like politicians and stuff, like mm-hmm. you just want to be like, you know, did, <laughs> like, like with like Ted Cruz's seven year old self, yep. be like, yeah, you're awesome. It's like, yep. Be like, you suck. <laughs> you know, like I can't believe that I end up you. Yeah. I suck. You know? Oh my god. Like would would you know? I, you know what I mean? Like there's you know, so many. Like, there's so out, many. You know, I wouldn't want to let. I don't want to let myself down. You know. Like, yeah. I don't want to let Duff from 1981. Yep. You know. Be like, ew, this guy sucks. It's like, really? Can we do a trade in? <laughs> yeah, totally. I turn out to be a dick. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's sometimes you're just like really is that the road you wanted to go down because it just doesn't look yeah, right yeah <laughs> it's like what decision did you make that led you to this point Man, yeah like, you don't like you need to go back and rethink that one it's like do you have any friends because if you had a really good friend <laughs> they would tell you wow that that's a bit yeah much. they'd be like dude like what the hell what is going on with you <laughs> So how do you take time for yourself? Like, how do you get your moments of Zen with all the things that you've, you know, been involved in? Um, you know, like, it's it's really important, you know, if you, if you, like, you'll never have the time if you don't take the time. This is know? true. And it's it's really important to, uh, you know, to, to find that time for yourself. Like, like I, I know you wouldn't really think about looking at me, but I actually uh, am insane about exercise. I love exercising. I love to lift. I have a, a really nice gym. Mm-hmm. Here at my house, I do a lot of other stuff too. I play music, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it's uh, you know that's really important. Um, you know, I got a whole you know sort of jam room studio in the basement. Nice. Um, and right now, I'm working on a set of blocks for my daughter. I saw that on Instagram. That's yeah, so cute. Yeah. So I'm like kind of right in the middle of that. It's mm-hmm. a big job. <laughs> yeah, like first of all, I don't know what that was, and maybe it was during the summer. But you were showing this some like almost like a wood play thing that someone had suggested that you could just buy one, but then you ended up getting all these tools and materials and making one. I was just like, yeah. he's a serious woodsman. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife was like, yeah, you know, like here's this thing, you know, like we could buy it, but it'd be cool if you made it. Yeah, I was like, built, and I was like, yeah, I'll make that. So I ended up spending like a thousand bucks. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, for something that would have cost like, you know, $90 on Etsy. <laughs> yeah. Super fun. But it looked beautiful. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do a lot of like, you know, woodworking and stuff. You know, I've made like bird feeders around the house. We have like wow. bird feeders. Um, you know, I'm, like I I had to child proof, like we kind of live in a, it's like a cabin. It's like a big A-frame. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's kind of, it's like, oh, it's not like fancy. It's like from the 70s. Hmm. And uh, it's like a loft upstairs and, you know, really dangerous for little kids. So I had to like, um, I had to like build all these like little walls and stuff and little like things to keep her from falling off the the, the lock because it's like there's no handrails there's mm. no door you know what I mean yeah like, you know, it's, so uh, you know so it's just been stuff like that you know see I, I really enjoy doing like you know a lot of woodworking so I'm trying to get these blocks done and my wife like really wants me to make a, uh, a sensory board for her oh and you know a lot of like you know little things to play with and mm-hmm. noise and Stuff. And uh, I'm like, man, I gotta finish these blocks. It's like, I hate leaving projects unfinished. Yep. But like to put the blocks aside and start working on something else, I like it's just it's like it just doesn't sit right with me. So yeah, I'm like, trying like... to get the blocks in, it's still doing a good job. It's fun. So my final question actually is about nine list routines. So it looks at things that you like to do, eat, enjoy in the morning, and there's three of those. And then what are three things that you do like that for the afternoon, and then what you do for nighttime. So gotcha. morning after afternoon and night so what are three things that we would find you doing having enjoying or being okay well the first thing i do uh, before i do anything else in the morning um is i do uh i don't know have you seen that app called cameo yes so i i'm pretty active on there i do mm. a lot of cameos and like i like you know people tell me all the time like you know there's people on there that should, you know like a lot of the network guys that charge like a couple hundred bucks mm-hmm. like three four hundred bucks for, for a thing i charge 50 bucks because I don't want hmm. someone to not be able to afford it. You know what I mean? Nice, like just, yeah. You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's like, for me, it's important. I think that, like, you know, everybody should get one. So I really, like, I don't charge a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but it means I'm doing a lot of camping. Uh, yeah. And, 
Um, uh, but with, it's really nice because so every morning, my first thing uh, before I get going is I do all my cameos. And wow. I find that what it does is it really helps me kind of reinforce um, uh, the gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know? Wow. And really, it, it just, it, I don't know, it kind of centers me. And it's like, man, like, you know, here's a kid. Uh, it's, you know, this, here's a kid. It's her 10th birthday. You know, here's a girl. She's having a bat mitzvah. And like, you know, here's a couple. It's their, you know, 30th wedding anniversary. And, mm-hmm. You know, here's somebody who just got some bad news from the doctor and needs to get cheered up. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just runs a gamut of all kinds of different things. And I find that, um, you know, by doing all those videos in the morning and like just, you know, talking to everybody and you know like going through the happy stuff the not so happy stuff um like for me it just kind of really sets up the day you know mm. and it's like helps me kind of understand like you know there's some people out there that are like you know they're 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 relying on me you yep. know for for whatever it is you know they need a smile or they need a cookie or you know whatever it's going to be and and so I, I like to do the cameos first because it kind of like you know it'll like i don't know they stick with me mm-hmm. you know? like when i'm done i'll be like you know i'll tell my wife like oh yeah i had this you know, cameo today or like you know i did this one it was really touching or, you know, this is really funny or this guy asked me to do something really silly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I don't know, that's just like a great way to, to, to start. Um, and then uh, I immediately go outside and, and exercise. So I have okay. a, like a outdoor gym because we, you know, we live in California. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> right. it's pretty nice. It's mm-hmm. really and, uh, you know, I lift and I do some uh, like a jump rope and then I have like an agility ladder and do um, like uh, I got a big uh, like a tie heavy bag so I do mm. like a lot of like um, like new tie kicks and I got a speed bag and I go through and I have a whole speed bag routine that I do mm-hmm. um, you know and that kind of you know gets gets the blood flowing and then I lift because I love to lift and yeah that's kind of like that's my morning thing and then I you know and the whole time I'm drinking coffee well there you go <laughs> Because you got to I mean, you've done so much. You've literally kicked your brain mentally and then the physical catches up. So I can understand why coffee would be the undercurrent (laughs) to get through the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Then usually by the time I'm done, like everybody else is waking up. So I'll like, you know, I'll come inside and I'll, you know, try to get breakfast and coffee and everything ready for my life. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, then we kind of start the day. That's like if I'm not uh, filming, like when I'm filming, you know, it's like I get up, do my cameos, lift, and then I'm, you know, usually at the studio by like seven. Wow. And so for the afternoon, what are those three things that you're having, doing, eating? Uh, so for the afternoon, um, let's see. I don't, it's, it's hard. I don't know where, like, every day is different, mm-hmm. you know? So it's kind of hard, like, you know, after I've, like, you know, lifted, like, I usually, what, what I do is... Um, uh, all like once I'm done with kind of all my morning stuff, mm-hmm. I kind of I'll, I'll sit down and just make my list of everything I got to do that day. So I'll like, mm-hmm. you know go through all my emails and see like who needs what. You know, so a lot of times it'll be like either uh, you know some recipe development or like mm-hmm. you know for example right now I'm, I'm writing a new book and wow. so you know usually I'll try to put a couple hours aside and make sure that like I'm keeping myself on track for uh, you know for um, you know deadlines and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know usually the afternoon is business you know that's when i'm like you're making calls or yep. doing you know i got a lot of zoom stuff that we're doing now mm-hmm. um you know and so you know things like that you know what i mean like it's they're, they're always different but it's usually like it's like i'm doing my chores right i gotta, like, <laughs> I gotta feed the birds i gotta you know i sweep up I, yep. you know, so my wife and i've got like a pretty good routine down where like basically like when it comes to like the baby and all of her fluids my wife kind of deals with it mm-hmm. 
nice. You know, like, <laughs> all that stuff. And, like, you know, I'm not really good at, like, getting her to go to sleep because every time she sees me, she knows it's playtime. Right. And so when it's time to go to bed, I can't get her to bed because she gets so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my wife's doing, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of the baby stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I'm doing, you know, I do the groceries. I do the cooking. I clean, you know, keep the place clean. I, you know, clean her room. I clean the, the high chair. Wow. The dishes. I take out the trash. I, you know, all the all the things that, like, you know, that basically I'm just not, you know, biologically capable of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? But that's pretty cool. You guys have a, a lot of stuff that you do in terms of the chore side of things. Like, that's pretty, even Steven. I mean, the high chair, my, my niece, we were cleaning out her high chair, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah, it gets super gross. <laughs> Full, like bananas and Cheerios and stuff, you know. And like, it's funny because like it looks brand new, right? I am on top of it. You're like, I hold scrub on, that thing. Like, I clean it, you know. Like, you know, every time I clean it, I like disinfect it with vinegar. And, mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, I keep it really clean. I mean, I am a chef. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, this is also true. We're crazy true. about stuff like that. So, for your nighttime, what would those three things be? So, nighttime is generally like that's when you know that's like really family time. Mm-hmm. Like, my wife and I are together. 98% of the time we are all mm. like we're just we are constantly together you know um, you know with COVID it's been a little harder with like filming and stuff mm-hmm. um, just because of the rules but um, you know like when when I'm working she's usually with me mm. uh, like we only have one car between two of us mm. so like you know we do all of our chores to get like you know, when, when we need to go and like go to the grocery store yep. or, like you know go like run errands like we the two of us really enjoy running errands together we always uh-huh. have a good time we listen to music mm-hmm. we, you know we go get a, a coffee for my wife you know she loves starbucks i don't like starbucks i like i like gas station coffee oh so <laughs> there's a, like when we leave like we live kind of in the in the we live like way back in the san Monica moms and so mm-hmm. when we like leave here there's nothing out here there's no stores there's no you know there's not too many neighbors i mean it's really like we live it's, it's rural where we live it's not fancy mm-hmm. right? there's like it's Sounds fancy. I go to San Marcos. Right. Like, there's like there's a, a herd of goats across the street. Oh. There's like you know llamas and mules and donkeys and turkeys and chickens and there's like mountain lions up here. And I mean it's like like we live in the country. Wow. And uh, so when we leave, we go and we'll stop the Starbucks. My wife will get a coffee, and then like one block away, there's a gas station. So I'll stop there and then I'll get my coffee. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, usually nighttime is like you know it's family time. We're kind of well, hang out you know watch tv i'm usually working on the blocks or you know a lot of times i'll be like you know as we're like you know like after dinner kind of sitting in front of the tv like i'll usually be doing something wait to sit with you again to share another great story with you at Athleisure Kitchen. Athleisure Kitchen is a part of Athleisure Studio, our multimedia podcast network, which is the division of Athleisure Media, and whose sister site is Athleisure Mag. Get the latest episode by listening, following, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Premium, Himalaya, or your preferred podcast platform. Find out additional information by checking out the show notes. You can stay in the loop on who future guests are by visiting us at athleisurestudio.com backslash athleisurekitchen and on Instagram at athleisurekitchen and at athleisurestudio. I'm your host, Kimmy Smith. Athleisure Kitchen is executive produced by Paul Farkas and myself and is mixed by the team at Athleisure Studio. We'll be back with another episode, so make sure that you set an extra plate for us.